Hi, I'm Jennifer Follett with CRN, and I'm here with Mike Crosby of NPD. Mike, thanks for joining me for this second of our a series of conversations about the health of the IT channel. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm great, and uh, thanks for having me back. So we're going to talk about, I think, first half and how that looked, sales through the channel. $32.8 billion. How does that compare to what you were expecting? Actually, a little bit better. Uh, we had originally thought it was going to be fairly balanced, like a 30-30 kind of a number. Overall, we're still looking at about... 60 billion for the year. And we thought it was going to be a little bit more again in line. We came out a little bit hotter. I mean, we continue to do, I think, reasonably well with all the headwinds that are kind of going on right now. You see a lot of good momentum really being sustainable. It's still running through probably and likely the end of the year uh, where I think we're really seeing a lot of strong buying signals and momentum really from midsize and enterprise. A little bit less from small business, but uh, certainly midsize and enterprise carrying a lot of so that $32.8 billion, that represented 16% year-over-year growth, 19% versus 2019. What were some of the real drivers there? I mean, if you really look at it, it's what's, what's been going on over the last even couple of, of uh, quarters and years certainly has been the emergence of cloud. Cloud continues to see good accelerated growth. We're seeing a lot of migration to looking at as-a-service opportunities and means and ways that I think companies can take advantage of technology, but more of an on-demand kind of a structure where they really add more scalability and agility to how they operate their business. So cloud has continued to do well. We also saw initially, again, with the pivot to remote, we saw a lot of good momentum around notebooks. And even now desktops have started to rally back a little bit. So certainly carrying forward on traditional hardware. Peripherals also continue to do extremely well, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, and then software. So really, if you look at it, I mean, all three areas between cloud, between software and IT hardware are all firing on pretty much all cylinders. Still having some challenges around inventory availability, mix issues still kind of persist, but overall inventory levels have improved a little bit. And we're seeing that again translate to, to increased numbers across the board. Let's dig into some of those buckets a little bit. Hardware, uh, so 15% year-over-year growth, up 17% versus 2019. Some of the pockets there, you mentioned, I think, laptops, desktops, monitors. Give us some color there. Yeah, the, the big three really are those. I mean, as we see it again with remote-based workforces, they're driving that core infrastructure that keeps them, them productive and moving forward. And, and as an example with notebooks, up 20%, up 68% versus 2019 levels. So significant growth, good sustainability. We're seeing ASPs typically stay mid-range and premium too. So part of that is in line with what manufacturers are building. So if they have core components that are on short supply, a lot of times that will then be allocated into more medium, medium range or mid-range and premium product. And you're seeing that momentum continue to carry forward. So Dollar-wise, certainly, we're getting the benefit in the tailwind of higher ASPs. Units aren't growing quite as that rate, but certainly seeing good growth and, and good momentum there. Desktops was an interesting one because we've seen a, a pretty flat or even a downward trajectory pre-pandemic. And we saw this return back to the office a little bit, even though it was a little bit stalled out during Q1, really, with the emergence of Omicron. But you saw a lot of pent-up demand for desktops and some of those sector verticals that really utilize that technology. And we've seen that for the most part still sustain itself on a year-over-year basis. Now, keep in mind, that's still not where it was in 2019. So if you look at desktops, it's still down about 20% versus pre-pandemic levels. But all in all, again, we've seen that bottom out and then we've seen that translate to, to growth on the forward-looking side. And the monitor piece, the growth, 63%, that's revenue? Yes. Uh, what is that surprising? That seems really high. It is. It is. It was incredible. And it 
Again, we saw that momentum really begin with the pivot. Again, for remote learning and work from home, we knew that there was deployments being, being made and happening around dual displays and even three-way displays, but also that momentum just continued on and on uh, as we saw supply be a little bit short early, but as supply continued to improve, we're still seeing that good, solid, positive momentum continue to go up into the right. So we're still looking very, very uh, bullish really on displays through the end of the year. And, uh, and again, we're seeing usage and needs and requirements really across the board on all sectors. So let's look at the second bucket, IT software. That's a little bit broader, but you saw 17% growth in the year over year for the first half there, 19% versus 2019. What are some of the key factors driving growth there? You know, really, if you look at them in two big buckets, one is content and collaboration. Clearly, that's been a big part of this whole remote kind of an environment. We need that ability to collaborate with each other, regardless of the environments that they're in today. So certainly that's been a, a key area of expansion. The other part is security, and they go really hand in hand. That as you see, now these workforces remotely, initially you saw a lot of the setups for security for the remote workforce were really probably, uh, well, one, they were very rapidly deployed. And I think they probably weren't real deep relative to strategy. We've also had a lot of key learning that's gone on over the last several months now. And I think you're seeing a much renewed and now reinvestment in security as companies look for that zero trust kind of an environment and model and hopefully move them forward also as they continue to scale their business further. Can you touch on some of the vertical markets that saw success there? You look at a few of them, like professional and scientific continues to do really well. And if you look at those, that includes if you've got legal, you've got accounting, and you've got some design that's within that. Those are all really core areas and really are not necessarily impacted that significantly during either a recession or even what, what occurred during the pandemic. There's still core demand that was existing there. Um, education has done still reasonably well. There's a couple of others too that are, are still, you know, I think in, in growth areas of response. Um, information is another one. Again, that's more software publishing and more media publishing. Continues to do well as we're seeing those businesses continue to expand. We're also seeing more around retail and wholesale trade. They also continue to do, I think, significant growth and expansion in their business. And a lot of this, again, was, was linked to maybe a, a bit of pent-up demand that really wasn't fulfilled early in the pandemic. And then we're seeing these projects come back online and move forward. And as I was talking about earlier with size of businesses, really we're seeing the growth opportunity continue to be really around mid-size and enterprise. They've got more operating flexibility, uh, certainly better financially prepared to be able to manage through either, either um, downturn or challenges in the environment and then the market. They're also taking a much longer view, I think, of of IT spend and IT investment. The challenge is gonna come, I think, still around small business. And what we're still seeing in this kind of early stages of recovery, there's just significant headwinds that have really challenged small business, really around shallow pool of talent, challenges with supply chain and inventory that continue to be consistent. Uh, and again, they just don't have the operating flexibility that larger companies do. So likely that's gonna carry the momentum forward is uh, again, continued growth on midsize, and enterprise businesses for small business, I think, has to find a level of stability, really, before you see that reinvestment and expansion. How much of this uh, software number represents software sold on a subscription basis? On-premise is still a significant percentage overall. But again, we're seeing that, that slowly migrate over that you're seeing companies look at ways that I can not only take advantage of the latest technology, but also it's it's that expanded operating flexibility, as I mentioned earlier. And it's also the ability to really almost pay on 
on demand. You're seeing that general kind of momentum continue to move over, albeit slowly. You're seeing more, I think, CFOs seeing the opportunity of subscription-based services really across the board as a means to move from what maybe would be a capital expenditure initially, now moving to more of an OPEX spend and subscription. And it gives them, again, a much more, I think, more flexible model uh, to really manage the finances of the business. What are you hearing uh, anecdotally on how well the channel itself is adapting to this recurring revenue model? I think it's mixed. I think there's a certain, um, there's a certain percentage, I think, of the channel overall that certainly is more forward-looking and embracing that. And I think they're looking to try and refine that model and really integrate that well within their portfolio. Then on the others, I think they're more reactive because I think it's still new. And I think there's still some structural dynamics that are going on that I think are trying to be figured out. Is it monthly recurring revenue? Is it quarterly? How do you account for it correctly? I think how do all those different pieces and parts within that transaction manage? If it's with the manufacturer directly, if it's certainly through the channel indirectly, and who owns the invoice and how does that get managed? So I think there's a lot of moving parts. I think fundamentally, I think uh, the response is positive, And I think there's clearly an interest that this is directionally where it's headed. And I think there's just a lot of work still to be done as you refine that to the next level. Touched on cloud a bit earlier, but that was maybe the most interesting uh, piece of it because it grew the most year over year, 37%, quite a bit growth over 2019, 142%. Yeah, you're comping still over, a, again, early on, if you look back where it was previously and you see these really dramatic growths. So now they are growing that way, but also starting off from a fairly modest number now, you're just seeing really that level of adoption accelerate. And I think you're seeing uh, not only embrace uh, cloud being embraced by midsize and enterprise, but you're also getting a higher level of, of, I think, knowledge and understanding within small businesses. Again, as they look at how can I become more agile and more flexible and how do I leverage these different technologies, maybe in less traditional ways. And I think that's what you're starting to, to see now. You're getting a, a sophistication and a level of education that's improving across the board and really understanding the value that that, that brings. And, and again, as I mentioned it earlier, really it becomes kind of this on demand uh, as I need it. So it allows that infinite scalability and flexibility, depending on how the business is operating or how market conditions change. You, know, you really see a, a benefit really from, from both aspects of that. This is a good look at what's happened. So let's shift gears a little bit and look ahead. What are you seeing for the second half? So second half of the year is interesting. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, my expectation is that we're going to continue to see good positive momentum. There's a lot of challenge right now environmentally. Right? We're seeing still the ongoing challenges with certainly with inflation continuing to be a problem and a challenge. We see the Fed changing now rates and tightening that up pretty significantly. Um, you're also still seeing lingering challenges with supply chain. All that said, though, I think the it's showing the resilience of the channel that I think people have, have adapted to these market conditions that are still operating in a reasonable way. So macro view, expectation-wise, I'm still saying really good, 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 consistent momentum running through the end of the year. Still looking about a 30 billion number on the second half. So overall, I had a roll up of about 60 right now. If we hit up that number, it'll actually come in a little bit above that. But again, I think the it's going to be really, really driven on on really the backs of midsize and enterprise companies. They've taken, a, as I mentioned, a longer view and a lot of these projects that are now active and in place today, they're funded through the end of the year. So I think it's less likely that we're likely to face any kind of downward impact around inflation or even potentially recession. I think where the risk potentially could come in is in 2023 expectations 
We're seeing a little bit of a normalization that's going to occur in 23 and then likely come back to a little bit more of a growth trajectory in 24. Uh, really, as we see inflation now back in line, we're going to see likely significant structural improvements around supply chain. You're going to see capacity improve really around uh, from the chip standpoint. I think you're also going to see, again, some of these other other environmental conditions kind of fade a little bit. And lastly, I think what you're going to start to see is the impact of potential refreshes. A lot of the refreshes that you'll see around, especially devices, operate anywhere between a four and a five year kind of a, a uh, lifespan. So if you look at it tail end of 24, heading into 25, you're likely to see an uptick, not only in business from the devices that were purchased, but I think also you're likely to see some improvement around Chromebook spend for education because you're coming up now on a four-year window, which is typically that refresh cycle again that you'll likely to see new devices be put back in. Measuring off of what they would have bought for the pandemic in 2020? Yeah, exactly. And, and we knew that there's been some pull forward certainly across the board, not only in education, but other areas. But at the same time, it's starting to fall back in line to what we would see traditionally, more traditional cycles of refresh. And I think that's what you're likely to see in an encounter, again, 24 and then heading into 25. I also saw some recent data around GDP, and I know they've seen some reductions now again in uh, 2022, and it's likely to be about the same, a little bit under two in 2023. But then the expectation is it's going to climb and climb to a stronger number in 2024 and then heading into 2025. So I think our forecast is uh, is in alignment with what a lot of the, the, the uh, macroeconomists are suggesting. And I think as long as there's nothing else materially impacting any one of the major things that we're doing concurrently between supply chain, between uh, the different issues that are going on globally, et cetera, pandemic, as long as those can stay fairly in a managed state, I think we have an opportunity to really see this nice soft landing economically and then continue it forward. So Mike, if we hit that 30 billion in channel sales that you're expecting in the second half, where would that put us for overall growth 2022 versus last year? Yeah, good question. Overall right now for our forecast, again, we're putting it over a little bit over 60 billion. That puts us about 8% units up. Dollars about 8% increase as well. We're going to see a little bit of compression in ASP, but it's going to be uh, modest. And then as we set the table again for next year, as we look at 23 and 24, we're going to see that number come down just a little bit, predominantly around the revenue number, around the 59 billion kind of a number. Still look at good positive growth, at least single digit growth in units, but you're going to see some compression, primarily around ASP decline. And then you'll see that back return to the growth that we'd suggested in 2024. Where in 2023 do you think the channel will see some bright spots as far as revenue growth goes? Certainly, again, we're going to continue to see good momentum around cloud. Cloud continues to be the core driver and it, and it is accelerating as we go. So again, expectations are high that we're going to see good cloud growth. We're likely to start to see some tapering off a little bit on devices, but again, come 23 and 24 and even heading into 25, we'll look for a little bit of an increase also around Chrome. I mean, we've had some pretty downward numbers, um, really specifically this last year. I mean, we're down in the 30s and ultimately we're looking to see that recovered a little bit to positive uh, from a unit standpoint and then look to climb back out in 2024. Um, software, again, continues to be a core driver, and you're going to likely continue to see that. There's still, I think, a lot of evolution that's continuing to go on relative to the hybrid environment and how it all works. And I think what really is going to be that hybrid model moving forward, I think there were, I think initially there was thoughts back, if you remember back in Q1, when there was going to be this massive migration back to the office. Omicron then kind of uh, ramped, and then all those plans were, were kind of scrapped. 
And I think now the answer is like many things somewhere in the middle. I think the question is, what really will that be? Where will it lie? And and what are those requirements and needs, not only today, but also how do we build that infrastructure and that agility and how do we proceed for the future? Because I think there's some some interesting dynamics that are going on. But um, yeah, I, I think those are the, really the core areas that our expectations are looking for growth. There's a lot of concern, obviously, in the market about a recession. Is that factored into these forecasts? So what we do with the forecasts is we, we use basically three distinct data points. We look at macroeconomic data, we look at POS data, and then we also do judgment through the team that I work within, thought leadership, and then collectively through the algorithm that's managed in. I would say these numbers are less there is a factor of that, but not a significant factor where we factored in a downturn. This is really purely based on the combination of those three areas. We will provide, as I mentioned, I think some factoring of some environmental pressures that are going on, but it by no means is something that said this is not including or this is including. This is really a, a straight demand forecast uh, for the most part. And just pulling it back to this year, just to finish out, what's the advice to partners on how they should be thinking about the second half, where they should be putting their efforts to really finish strong? There's a couple of things. One is, um, and you'd mentioned earlier with recession, one of the things that we've also had the ability to do is look at sector verticals and understand which ones are tending to be more at risk during a recession and which ones tend to be lesser of a risk. And if you look at most of the ones that are really at risk are more discretionary spend. And it's more spend that we've seen now come back so I think a lot of companies and channel partners now can look at it and understand where their business lies today, where and how they might be able to hedge relative to sectors and where they play. Looking at technology too, I think as long as they stay core to what we're already doing today between, again, core devices on, on notebooks, certainly on desktops, continue to maintain that momentum. Monitors, we're also seeing commercial displays really continue to show really pretty robust demand and carry through. And as supply chain helps kind of even out a little bit, I think we're likely to still see those benefits moving forward. But the last thing I think with partners is just, which the channel is so great at this, is just being agile and flexible and understanding the different dynamics that are going on in the market and build that flexibility into their model, diversify their revenue maybe if they can, especially in things get tighter, but also at the same time, really stay very, very close to their customers, which you know the channel does a very good job of that. So I think as you do that and reinforce those key relationships, even if there is a downturn, I think they're likely to get through it in a nice clean way. Mike, thank you so much for being here with me today. Really good to talk to you again. You bet, I enjoyed it. Thank you again, Jim, appreciate it.